Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, and I am very excited to have you here with me today on episode number 73, where we're talking all about how to build writing skills using the science of reading. Now, science of reading is all of us these days in all the Facebook groups, online, Instagram, you name it. I am hearing about science of reading everywhere. But when I went to school, it was called the Big Five. So nothing really changes. They just kind of package it up and give it to us a little bit differently. <laughs> so if you are a returning listener, you know I talk a lot about second grade and writing. If you are a new listener, welcome. Thank you so much for finding me on the podcast. And I hope that you are going to get some information for yourself as well. And a lot of what I talk about, I think, can be used for first grade as well as early third grade. Just kind of really depends on your students and their demographic. So hang in there, listen with me, and see what you can get from today's episode. So as elementary teachers, we know that writing is a very essential skill that our students really need to master to be successful in their futures. But teaching writing can be a challenging task, and we often find ourselves struggling to help our students develop the necessary writing skills, especially when there's such a wide gap between the student that is the lowest and the student that is the highest in your classroom, because I'm sure your classroom is very similar to my classroom. (laughs) So this is where the science of reading is going to come in. By using the science of reading during Writer's Workshop, we can help our students become better writers. And in this podcast episode, we're going to explore exactly how to do that with some actionable tips and strategies that you can use in your classroom starting today. So first, let's talk a little bit about what is Writer's Workshop. So Writer's Workshop is a framework that you use to teach students to develop their writing skills through a structured process. For example, in my writer's writer's workshop, we are teaching a whole lesson, and then the students follow along and do it with me, and then they work independently, and then if there's time in the end, we do a quick share with a partner so that it gets them exposed to other students and their abilities and how they are processing the lesson because we all know students do things a little bit different. We're not all cookie cutter teachers. Our students should not be cookie cutters either, especially when it comes to writing. I am a big fan of not having students just copy from me and do exactly what I do, but I want them thinking and exploring on their own how to use the skill I teach them and transfer it into their own writing. Also during my writer's workshop, I am modeling the writing process. So each lesson builds on one step in the process, whether it is a planning lesson or moving into the writing lesson where we apply those skills and strategies I'm teaching, or we're revising and editing in order to publish our work. 
Students are given explicit instruction on a specific skill or strategy, such as how to incorporate more details into their stories. Students are then provided the time to practice a skill or strategy taught. So that is Writer's Workshop. So in order to use the science of reading during Writer's Workshop, you really have to understand what science of reading is. And it's an evidence-based approach to teaching reading that focuses on what used to be called the big five, the importance of phonemic awareness, phonics, fluency, vocabulary, and comprehension. Now, these five components are the building blocks of reading, and they are all interrelated, which means you shouldn't be teaching them in isolation, but you should be focusing on all five components in order to have successful readers. And we also want to use those same five components in writing to make sure we have successful writers. When students master these building blocks, they become proficient readers, and they also become better writers. By incorporating the science of reading into the writer's workshop, we're going to help them become those better writers that we want. So the first thing is phonemic awareness. Now, phonemic awareness is the ability to hear, identify, and manipulate individual sounds in words. This skill is critical for both reading and writing. When students have strong phonemic awareness, they can identify the sounds in words and use this knowledge to spell words correctly. So this is usually taught explicitly in kindergarten, maybe a little bit in first grade, and then by the time second and third comes around, most of us don't even do this part at all. But I am seeing a real need for my second graders to have phonemic awareness instruction. So you might want to check out Hegarty and work on some phonemic awareness, building that into your class. And it can be very simple as I say cat, replace the k with a b, what do you have? Bat. And yes, I know my b shouldn't have a b, but <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> so to incorporate the science of reading in Writer's Workshop, you can help your students develop phonemic awareness by having them read their writing aloud and identify the sounds and words that they have misspelled. And yes, I know this is not true phonemic awareness because phonemic awareness is always oral, but having them listen to themselves read it is technically oral, <laughs> but they do need to look at the words in print. So it's kind of a combination here of phonemic awareness and phonics. So just bear with me here. You can also have your students practice writing words that follow certain phonics rules. And this part, I actually don't like to do as much in my writing workshop, unless it's the beginning of the school year where I'm modeling how to use our writing tools. But I do make sure I have explicit instruction during my reading block time, which is separated from my writing time. If your students are struggling with letter sound correspondence, you're going to try this strategy. Students will orally stretch out the sounds in a word and then write a line for each sound they hear. Then students should write the sounds they hear on the lines. For example, if a student is trying to stretch out the word, let's say school, they would say s k u and then they should have counted four sounds, so they draw four lines. And then they do that again. They say s, and then they write an s, k, and then usually they would write a k. Ooh, hopefully they get the double o, ul, 
then they'd write an L. So we're not doing that for everything we're trying to spell, just the ones that we're stuck on. They're going to write those lines and sound out their word that they're stuck on. I also like to provide a picture alphabet chart in my students' writing folders to help support them with this process. I do have a picture-supported alphabet posted above my whiteboard, but I like them having it at their desk as well. There's just something about them having it at their desk that makes it much more likely to be used than looking above the board and trying to find the picture and the letter that matches. The second step in science of writing is, or science of reading, I'm gonna keep saying that, aren't I? <laughs> is phonics. Phonics is the relationship between letters and their sounds. So now we're moving away from just oral phonemic awareness to what is written for phonics. When students know the phonics rules, they can decode words and spell them correctly. This skill is essential for writing because students need to know how to spell words to express their ideas effectively. Makes total sense, right? The whole basis of writing is using those phonics to get those words down in print. So as a warm-up to your writer's workshop, you can teach phonics through explicit instruction where you teach students the phonics rules and give them some practice exercises. You want to make sure to explicitly teach students how to use those tools to help them figure out the phonics patterns needed to write their words. For example, I like to provide lessons using our sound wall when writing. I will also echo this same lesson during reading so students realize it is helpful for both subjects. You might want to consider placing a student-sized sound wall in their writing folders as well once you've taught them how to use it appropriately. So my students know now they look over at the wall if they're having trouble with the sound. Maybe they don't know if it's a C or a K. The sound wall is going to help them figure it out by looking at a word that's similar that they already know or is the anchor word for that sound on our sound wall. Okay, the third step is fluency. So fluency is the ability to read smoothly and accurately and as second grades, We teach this a lot. I don't know about you, but it's very important to get that fluency up before they become third graders because third grade is a pivotal change in school and it goes from being an easier lower elementary grade to all of a sudden now they're starting to become upper elementary, at least in my school that's what they're called, but sometimes that's reserved for fourth and fifth. So we really need them get them reading and reading fast enough that they can comprehend what they've read as they're going to get those longer texts and passages as they move on through their school years. When students are fluent readers, they can focus on the meaning of the text instead of just decoding words. Fluency is also essential for writing because it helps students write more efficiently. So during during writer's workshop, You can help students develop fluency by having them read their writing aloud and practice using expression and intonation. Students will also realize that the writing is meant to be shared with others, an important component of writer's workshop. Remember how I talked about that last step, if we have time, is to share. And we also want to make sure we're sharing when we publish. So we have to write in order for people to read it. And they can't read it if they can't... or. Yeah, they can't read it if they can't read what you wrote. (laughs) That sounds kind of weird. They can't read it if they can't read it. But anyway, true story. All right, another way to incorporate fluency is to have students practice writing sentences or paragraphs that include specific vocabulary or sentence structures. 
I like to show students specific sentence structures for writing introductions and conclusions. So kind of like a framework for how they're going to structure their introduction and conclusion is how I feel I'm teaching them the sentence structures in writing. Teaching handwriting, especially in the beginning of the year, no matter what grade you teach, can also help students boost their fluency. Although we think of fluency when reading, I feel it's also important when it comes to putting words on paper. If students are not fluent in understanding how to write the letters, they will struggle with writing words, right? So just keep that in mind. Your struggling writer might be struggling because they either just don't know how to form the letters or they're having trouble sounding out the words and they're just kind of stuck and their phonic skills might not be strong enough to carry them independently when it's independent time in writer's workshop. So making sure to incorporate those things somewhere in your schedule is very important. I am teaching handwriting, even though it's the very end of the year, but it only takes me a good five minutes to teach the handwriting. I teach a letter, I have a little practice paper that they have in plastic sleeves and they follow along with me and then we do a quick one minute fluency practice for writing that letter and then we're done with the day. So it's a very quick five pocket at a time, you can teach handwriting. It doesn't have to take a long time. Okay, the next step in our science of reading is vocabulary. Vocabulary is the knowledge of words and their meanings. When students have a rich vocabulary, they can express their ideas more effectively. Vocabulary is also essential for reading comprehension, but is equally important during writing. In Writer's Workshop, you can teach vocabulary by introducing new words in context, using graphic organizers, and having students use new words in writing activities or centers. You can also incorporate vocabulary into writing activities by having students write sentences or paragraphs that include specific vocabulary words. The revising step in the writing process is a great time to work on vocabulary. I also like to work on vocabulary in some lessons when we're talking about maybe adding onomatopoeia to our words dialogue tags to our stories. There's a lot of ways within Writer's Workshop that we can kind of amp up a student's knowledge of vocabulary and, as I say, change words to make them sound better. Last but not least, the fifth step in the science of reading is comprehension. So comprehension, of course, is the ability to understand and make meaning of text that we read. When students have strong comprehension skills, they can write more effectively because they can understand the purpose and meaning of the text. Because after all, we write with a purpose and we want our readers to understand what we mean when we write something. During Writer's Workshop, you can help students develop comprehension skills by teaching them reading strategies such as predicting, questioning, or summarizing. Utilizing mentor texts and using read-alouds in your writing lessons is a great way to improve comprehension. Okay, I talk all about using mentor texts in episode number 17, where you choose a mentor text for reading and writing. And then also I had one recently about opinion writing mentor texts that you can take a listen to as well in episode number 62. So if you're interested in hearing more about how to use mentor text in writing, those are some great starting points. Okay, so talking about the strategies the author uses in the mentor text 
is used to capture the reader and help students understand the purpose and meaning of the text or story. In Writer's Workshop, we take this a step further by applying the same strategy our mentor text author used to our own writing. So we're kind of mimicking what strategy or skill the author used in the book that we just read to place into our own writing. Things like, oh, look at all these. Well, this is a bad example because I was going to say illustrations, but illustrations aren't really about the words. But we might say, look at how the author really describes this scene. And then you you might read an expert excerpt <laughs> about how the trees are so tall and swaying in the breeze and the crickets are chirping in the background. And you can have students try, okay, let's close our eyes. Let's think of our setting. How could we describe our setting? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And let's add some details from that. So you're using that mentor text to add into our own writing and kind of stretching our writing muscles, I say. So I am a firm believer that reading and writing go hand in hand. When a student's reading ability improves, their writing improves. Although the components of the science of reading have been around a long time, they are more important than ever as we struggle to bridge the learning gaps created by the pandemic. Making a conscious effort to echo our reading lessons during writing time can help our students become better writers, and it also gives the added benefit of having a renewal of those lessons, so to speak, and just in a different take on them. And that helps students kind of remember things a little bit better. So those five components of the science of reading are phonemic awareness, phonics, fluency, vocabulary, and comprehension. And using all five of those together is really going to help your writing improve among your students and also hopefully you'll see an improvement in their reading as well because like I said I believe that they both correlate when one improves the other one improves. So I want to know how will you use the science of reading to help build better writing skills? Don't be afraid to leave me a comment. You can do so at Apple Podcasts when you leave a review on this podcast episode and tell me your favorite part or tell me what you're hoping to hear more of. So thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for a new episode every Wednesday. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching. Hitting that subscribe button. And leaving us a review on iTunes. So we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. So episode number 62, I talked all about using opinion writing mentor text. And then let's see another one real quick about being prepared right as I record this you're uh, hearing all my coming in high okay and then mentor text I am not seeing it oh episode number 17